Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. And let God's people say, Amen. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The reading continues in Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go also and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frank, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be. So on this Epiphany Sunday, I was thinking about the words of Isaiah and the words from Matthew and thinking about this visit from the wise men. And I was thinking about how they came to praise a newborn king. We don't know how old... Jesus was exactly when they got there. But they find him, and they offer him gifts, and they offer him praise. They have come to find him because they know he is a king, born in Bethlehem, that he will rise to greatness, that he will bring a light to the darkness. But I started to think about the darkness that shrouds this whole incident. Because so often we think about the wise men coming and offering gifts and we remember it around Christmas and we celebrate and we go, it's wonderful. 
and then we stop. We get a hint what's about to happen when the wise men decide not to go back to Herod because they have been warned. Warned in a dream not to return. The interesting thing is it doesn't say when they had this dream that they shouldn't return. For all we know, they had the dream that they shouldn't return before they ever found Mary and Joseph and Jesus. But still, with that cloud looming over them, they offer gifts to praise this newborn king. In the midst of trouble. In the midst of a very dark time. What we often gloss over is what happens immediately after this. That after the wise men return to their own homes, Mary and Joseph flee with Jesus. They leave their home behind. They leave their friends behind. They leave everything they have behind. And they flee to a foreign country out of fear. They flee never knowing when they'll return home, if they'll return home. And it made me contemplate the impact of those gifts that they were given. I don't know what good a child would be able to do with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I do know that it would probably end up in their mouth, and you'd probably be fishing it back out. But I also know that these are not cheap things. These are not things that you would give lightly. They're things that you would give to really show someone honor and praise. And I started thinking about how important those gifts might have been. The thing is that we often just go, well, they got the gifts and that's good and then we move on. But I started thinking, maybe those gifts of praise became something more. What if those gifts of praise are what made their escape possible? The problem is that Herod is afraid. Like so many rulers, he is afraid of losing power. And that fear drives him to do anything to keep it. Even if it means slaughtering children. And that's exactly what happens. Every male child, two and under, is killed. Jesus escapes into a foreign land he goes to the land of Egypt and I always ponder that is a long trip to make it is a hard trip to make especially when you are traveling on your own with a young child and it made me wonder about those gifts of praise that they were given. That maybe those gifts are what sustained them in that long, arduous journey and what allowed them to be able to escape the danger they were in and find a new home. Because gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh could get them a very long distance away. It could pay for whatever they might need while they're on the road. It could pay for whatever they might need while they are trying to flee for safety. And in all of this, they don't return jaded. 
They don't return dejected. They look forward to the day they can return. Back to their home. And when Herod dies, they do return. But I think at that time that they were fleeing. Not knowing where they would live, not knowing what they would do, not knowing who they could turn to. And how those gifts of praise became so much more. That those acts that we often think of as simply giving a gift may have been the lifeline they needed to be able to make that escape, to make that hard trip. To leave everything behind, to find a place that they could live in peace and safety, away from fear. That in the midst of trouble, there was reason to praise God. So often around Christmas, we think about all the good, and we think about all of the joy, and we praise the Lord for all He has done. And when trouble comes, we don't ask, what is God doing for me right now? Too often we ask, where is God? Why have I been abandoned? Mary and Joseph could have asked that same question. We have to flee and leave everything. Where is God? But I have a feeling they knew where God was. Providing them with a means to escape. Providing them with gifts of praise that would help them to survive. Giving them a passage into a foreign land. That the story of Jesus' birth is so often held with such high regard as a joyous moment that we forget the immediate trouble that followed. We forget that he was born into a world where the people were worried, who suffered. That he was born into a time of great trouble. That with his birth came death. The death of so many. Because somebody feared losing power. Somebody feared what was new. Somebody feared a change. While others came on a long, long journey to sing the praise of that possibility. To sing the praise of change. The praise of something new. The praise of hope. To praise a God who would say, I am with you. Jesus was born not that we would have joy for one day and then forget it for the rest. He was not born for one day so that we could then celebrate and forget. He was not born into the easiest of lives. We carry a spirit of praise because we remember that no matter what, God is with us. That when things are good, we remember that God is with us. And when things get hard, we remember that God is with us. When we see trouble, we don't turn and run away. But we face it knowing that God is with us. And we praise Him for always being there. Because God is there. We still see those times of great darkness. 
It's easy to look around today and see rulers who are afraid of losing power and willing to do anything they can to keep that power. We can look around today and see people afraid for their lives, fleeing their homes, searching for a safe place to live. We can see the same thing that happened to Mary and Joseph and Jesus happening all over the world. The question is, what do we do with that? My answer is we sing God's praises, we glorify his name, and we remember he is there for us to help us. Maybe it means making a change. Maybe it means making a stand. Maybe it means we have to rethink things that we thought were so true. Maybe it means that we learn to sing God's praises even in the midst of trouble. Especially in the midst of trouble. Because Jesus was born as our Emmanuel, God with us. Not just with us for a day, not just with us for a moment, but with us for all time. Because Christ is, was, and will be. Christ is with us today, was with us yesterday, and will be with us till the end of time. We celebrate today remembering the sacrifice that Christ made so that we can live, reminding us that we too must sacrifice so that others may live. That we give up being comfortable and we give up ignoring the world's problems so that we can help solve them while praising our God for giving us the strength to do it. Christmas is a time of joy, but it's also a time for us to remember. Hardships come with everything. Hardships are there waiting around every corner. And God gives us a choice. To despair or to find hope. To fall away or be strengthened in what the Lord is doing for us this day. To curse God or sing His praises. I choose to praise him for all he has done. Because he has gotten me this far, and I know he will see me through whatever darkness may come, because we have a light that was born into this world that cannot be extinguished. The light of Christ came into this world that we would never have to fear the darkness again. That we have no reason to fear evil. Because God is with us. Remember the spirit of praise that brought those wise men to Bethlehem of Judea to seek out a king and to praise him even in his lowly estate. To hand him deliverance from those who would see harm done to him that he could deliver the world from fear and hate to grant us hope and peace everlasting. Let that hope and that peace guide our praise all the days of our lives. Amen.